Hello, and welcome to Smash Loot and Roll. After surviving the Witch's Tomb, our adventurers return to Waterdeep. After a much-needed rest, Adrock, Bowden, Chip, and Kelgrace encountered Father Dumas and related what they have discovered. Let's join our adventurers to see what they do next. Thank you for listening to Smash Loot and Roll, Episode 19, We Didn't Pick the Right Heart. Enjoy. You guys have finally made it all back to Waterdeep. Upon returning to Waterdeep, you guys make it back to Trollskull Manor, and you're much to your surprise, you're like, it is the night of Midsummer's, Midsummer's something. What's Midsummer Festival? Yeah, Midsummer's Festival. Thank you. <laughs> like Midsummer's there's there's a something. party. Yeah. I'm sure there's beer. And there's lots of beer. You guys are kind of surprised to see the, you know, they haven't done a lot of repairs. They got a lot of stuff cleaned up, but somehow Rainier and your three employees have managed to get themselves up and running and have a fairly decent sized crowd in the manor. Are these the wear people? Were they, yeah. were they our employees? Poor Paxton yeah. and Gerald. They're apparently okay. wear rats, and that's wear not great. Okay. We found that out. Sorry, this is like surprise. right when I joined, so I wasn't aware who we, I guess, we yeah. now employ. Am I we right? are an equal opportunity employer. Uh, we do not discriminate on basis <laughs> of curse. Uh, and oh yeah, gosh. that bit us. So literally, we don't. literally actually, yes. Although we don't cover the medical bills once a month. So right, right. Fair, fair. That that clause is written in pretty yeah. pretty strongly. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. Is there anything else I should know about Waterdeep that I am not aware of? Because I've been hanging out in the shadows and for some reason decided you guys are cool people to hang out with. This place has got more politics than a Catholic school. So just a, just a really... quick over just a quick overview of Waterdeep. Waterdeep is pretty much the what they call the city of Splendor on the sword coast it is the largest coastal city for the that the sword coast which is a conglomerate of other like city states is the best way to describe it so you have neverwinter to the north you have neverwinter to the north neverwinter is a city to the north okay uh just south of the mountains that ice is icewind dale mountains to the north that sounds right sounds yeah. close so there's never winter and perpetual winter like is it an iron ironic name or it's more of an ironic Go ahead, Ken. Go ahead. No, no, please. It's close enough to the, you know, like being up in, you know, it'd be equivalent to being like around Maine. Okay. Or that type so, of stuff. Irony for More. us Southern born people. Correct. Okay. There are smaller towns that dot the road, the coast all the way up and down. So City of Splendor, which is water deep. <laughs> you're fine. I can edit <laughs> I, all my desk. I hit the up movement on my desk, not realizing it was locked and all of a sudden my desk was moving up and down. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, to the south, you have Baldar's Gate uh, that's on the river, which is the other large city. And you have little townships, little villages up and down the trade coast. Uh, to the south is also Candle Keep, where basically Chip was, uh, Chip was trained as a monk for books and knowledge, things like that. Okay. The eastern reaches head out into the wildlands and the old world that is dangerous. So there's a whole wide compass out there. If you'd like, I can actually send you links to PDFs you can read about more stuff and you can get a bunch of different background stuff to your heart's content. Sounds good. Most of this game takes place in a modified world of Forgotten Realms that uses all those cities. For me, it's just simpler than, let me build a whole world myself. Let me just modify it the way I like. That makes sense. Out to out in the ocean, you have the you have the sea and then you on the far reaches of the known world, you have what's called the Moonshay Islands. Uh, supposedly there is, and Bowden, you'd know this, there's supposedly a dwarven-built tunnel uh, from the mainland all the way out to the actual Moonshay Islands. It totally is. Yep. So you can have fun with whatever you want. There is rumors that on the other side of the ocean, there is a whole other continent, but there's no trade uh, that goes on. Just not the technology out there. So good possibility of what those airships were. Okay. Um, and then if you if you continue going east, you're uh, Waterdeep is the far western edge of the continent. And you go east, the continent goes much further. Uh, to the south, there is basically the Sand Nation. This is a giant desert, so think of uh, you know people that are more of adapted to the nomads, things like that. That to a more desert climate. No point in going there. Way to the south that you <laughs> that you've heard of, and you've actually encountered this, Calgary's is there's been a couple different individuals that are always talking about putting together adventure not adventures but expeditions to go down to the cholt jungle which 
Some say it's a island south, way south, and others say it's a peninsula, you know, still connected to the mainland. But, you know, it, it is big, giant jungle with, you know, waiting to be explored and exploited by those who can. Okay. You're well aware of the Black Network, which is one of the two main criminal elements. That sounds about right. The Xander's Guild is the other one. You know those two are always at odds. Uh, the other thing you know that's common that's not common knowledge to you for being in the world you live in is the Black Network is actually a fractured network. There seems to be two factions within it. Okay. Uh, one faction run by one individual and the other faction ran by a group of individuals. Okay. Over the, over the time you've been here, they seem to have gotten less cooperative with each other. Sounds about right. Calgrace, do you run with a particular crew or do, are you an independent contractor? I am most definitely an independent contractor who tries to diversify my portfolio of contacts. <laughs> I would like to be everybody's friend and nobody's friend. <laughs> and nobody's enemy either. Exactly. That's exactly us, except the first half. <laughs> so Waterdeep has the South Sector, the Trade Sector, the North Sector, the Sea Sector, the Harbor Sector, as well as the... Uh, uh, it's not called the castle sector, but it's, you know, they've, they've got different parts of the city. So if you got questions or anything, or if you got think of something, just let me know. We'll, we'll go over it, but I'll get you some links and everything else. But as I said, you guys got a, you guys are, it's midsummer Eve festival. It's the evening, the uh, manor's in full swing. And uh, as Rainier sees you enter and everything else, he gives out a big wave. Hey, good to see y'all. He's hey, probably man. having a little bit more fun than you guys were expecting. <laughs> Your tavern's about two thirds full of people, and people seem to be happy. There's he's even managed to get at least some type of entertainment. He's got a uh, looks like a, a young human female up there singing sea shanties right now. Not too bad. The bright green hair is a little off putting, but it's festival time. But as you walk through the city, you guys get the whole impression that everybody's everybody's having a party because tomorrow is shield meet, which means they get an extra day of partying out, out of this year. It's the leap year event. Leaf, you happy? You feel a swirl of wind around you, but that's about it. Okay. He's busy. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What's the leaf? ghost version of let's get it on? Because that sounds like he's, he's, like, he's like, guys leave me alone. <laughs> Midsummer's festival. You know, this is my dime. Yo, Grace, all you hear is Bowden go, hey, leave. Talking you. to nothing. Yeah, just don't, don't okay. open air. Sounds great. I'm not going to question this at all. It's not even the tenth weirdest thing that's going to happen tonight. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right that's a great way to start the day you guys have been traveling all day what would you guys like to do face plant into bed (laughs) i want to take a nap you guys just want to call night head up to your rooms and uh start the next day well i could probably use a beer before i go to bed (laughs) yeah (laughs) the door's like i could probably about the time you say that you got gerald's carrying a big hulk and plate of food and everything else and he sort of sees you grabs a mug off and hands it to you and keeps walking to wherever he was <laughs> at one of the tables he was going to I feel like we should I like him, him. <laughs> yep. he was, he's going far he's going it gets going places glug 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 yep. glug glug but <laughs> what is the what is like i should look this up what is my my alcohol tolerance to it's really your cost what would you like it to be <laughs> i mean is it is it my real life alcohol tolerance because that would not be great Sure, let's go with that. Alcohol tolerance. Oh, you can at least have one. Grab a, grab a, grab a, grab a tankard. Push it towards Kelgrace. Come on, drink with me. Definitely yeah. could do that. Definitely could do that. In the world There's of mechanics, it's it's more based on how far you want to, how much you want to drink before you think you're too tip, too drunk to function. Then yeah. we'll start giving you penalties. Let's see if a, let's see if a dragon can outdrink a dwarf. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> I'm really great. I am smarter than that, my friend. That <laughs> <laughs> this dwarf like got four empty mugs around him. Kilgrace has got one. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Four to one ratio sounds good to me. Keeps him busy. Well, and I also feel like that's not you know I'm the always yeah. watchful one, so that's yeah. not really who I am. Yeah, so I mean you you pay attention. Uh, give Kilgrace, give me a perception check while you're looking around. Oh man, I had to open my mouth. Didn't I? <laughs> well, better that we see it than not. Fair enough. Is that the that is that in the middle column? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Perception. Yep. Yep. The uh, two thirds like, the way down. I'm not very perceptive. Apparently, I drank too much beer. You, what's your oh. passive? We'll, we'll use that. 
I don't Passes know on my... the left side in the middle. It'll, it's my... it, at the bottom oh, of the box. It my says... pass at 11. So you rolled an 11. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're, you're still a little... Uh, so you can always choose to use your passive instead of rolling. You go, I'll just use my passive and we'll just take whatever number that is. That sounds like a great plan. You're just kind of, you and uh, Bowden are deep in conversation and everything. You're not really paying much attention to what's going on. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and <Another>. nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens at all. Uh, Chip, you're sitting there and you feel a, a tap on your shoulder. You look over, there's a, there's a human gentleman older. He's got the, you know, wispy gray beard, hair pulled back into... Uh, not only a top knot, but uh, you can tell it's sort of braided down the back from the side of the way it's pulled and everything else. Where's a bit of a scholar, more of a scholarly robe type stuff. So he's got the gray hair, got the wispy gray goatee beard sort of. And he starts, he goes, uh, Master Alrog. May I help you, good sir? He goes, are you, uh, are you, go, are you Chip Alrog? Oh, who, may I ask, who's asking? <laughs> he goes, I'm Sirix Creighton. Excuse me, Sirix Craylon. I can't even say my own names that are right. He goes. Uh, I was hoping to have a moment of your time, if you, if you, if you're, if you're so inclined. What do I know? His accent or dress? You definitely. You take a look at the scholarly dress around him. Uh, you've seen a lot of the scholars that leave, or the monks. I wouldn't say monks. More of the scholarly monks that leave the uh, candle keep have a tendency to dress like him. But what you do notice is he's wearing a chain. That's got a, a medallion that's a, a, yeah, it's a medallion with fruits on the front. It's like a, a half dome medallion that looks to have a series of three, li- uh, three lines, almost like you see books leaning on a shelf. Uh, you get two or three books stacked up and one of them tilted over. So it's got like a, best way to describe it would be a dome with the three lines across, three, four lines across. Almost looks like books connected to a chain. He goes, would you care to at least, would you care for a drink? Can I at all uh, weary or leery uh, be has something to do with, what some might say is my shameful monk history. Oh, you have shameful monk history. <laughs> shameful monk history. Ooh. This has got juicy. There's always that possibility. As the monastery turns. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a better title. There we go. Mm. He goes, right, he goes, I, I, he goes if, you, if, you, if you don't mind, I'd like to, I, I just need a few moments of your time. He goes, my companions, I are always looking for other scholars, especially those from the from the uh, keep to help us in our endeavors. I'd like to make eye contact with Adrock just so he knows I'm about to engage with the stranger. I, I got you, boo. He's, yeah. I think, with my eyes. Yeah. All right. Well, sir, I'm intrigued. What, what prompted you to seek out my name? He goes, oh, we, we keep an eye. Uh, we always seek him from we're always asking for those that uh who may be passing through and uh one of my colleagues had heard that uh a few of the members of the you know a few of the scholars had left the candle keep and maybe passing through and managed to get your name and description you know i represent a group known as the dedicates of the manuscript eternal society because one of our main main missions and technologies is not only to gather knowledge for the the keep you know those rare books that you're so used to seeing and everything else but it's also to take knowledge that should not be part of this world and place it in a safe place away from those that can could cause undue harm from what i'm given to understand from uh, our contacts with the griffin riders you seem to be quite capable of investigating all sorts of stuff and we were wondering if you just do us a favor of keeping your eye out for any strange literature books that might be useful to the keep or might be useful that needs to be no longer part of this world because of the damage it could do have strange tidings or some type of events prompted those oh, no we've we've been we at the society have been looking for these looking for all sorts of books for years i mean every now and then you know some necromancy grimoire pops up that probably shouldn't be out there and we like to think we'd be able to secure it before some poor soul actually gets involved and goes down the wrong path well, i'm an enthusiast for knowledge is power how can i how can i get started really easy just uh he's like he, he Gives you a piece of paper. He goes, "This is our." He goes, "This is the address in Waterdeep where we reside." And uh, if you ever encounter a book, or a scroll, or some type of knowledge that you think uh, we might be interested in, just bring it by. All right. Well, I don't he go goes, anywhere you... without my muscle and brains. <laughs> he goes real simply, and he, he pulls out the exact same medallion he's wearing on a on a small gold chain. He sits on the table. And he goes, "Simply show this. That will be basically basically be your calling card for us to know who you are." Is it shiny? Yes, yeah, like it's gold chain. Uh. 
Skips getting recruited. <laughs> you have now been recruited by the dedicates of the Manuscript Eternal Society. Ooh, need to write that down. I'm in the in crowd. But their parties are a blast. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are we doing this week, men? We're burning more books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their parties are their their party planner is Mr. Sheldon Cooper. Can <laughs> <laughs> you repeat that society's name again, good sir? Dedicates of Manuscripts Eternal Society. Is that also an ironic name? They hate manuscripts, or is this a, they, they like them? However, you want to take it, actually. It's like one of those things I was like, huh. Well, Bowden said they I forgot uh, I can actually chat books, this. In. So. Thank you. I look at the piece of paper, and what's the address on it? Uh, it's over in the Sea uh, Ward, which is in the nicer district. You get a good idea. It's uh, just a quick look. You're like, yeah, that's what you. You know, it's in the sea word. You're like, well, I have to go look at the streets and everything exactly. I'll, I'll talk with my colleagues. If we have nothing else on our agenda, maybe we'll take a nice jaunt to this nicer part of town. Sure. Once we finish saving the world. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, it, it, I don't want to impose on any more of your time. It's like you and your comrades have uh, had a bit of a long day. <laughs> Anyone else have a hanky feeling about this? No, it's completely normal for a rando to come up to you and be like, I know your name and you should join my yeah. secret society. And Chip's mm-hmm. just so excited. That's why you guys are around to help trip to help Chip uh oh, naive Chip. Chip get too this is, <laughs> this is now the ninth weirdest thing that has happened tonight. Let's find out what the other eight are. I'm oh, just boy. surprised Kyle's not getting recruited. Paw Patrol. Paw yeah. Patrol <laughs> be there on the double. If Chip's if Chip's recruited, you know, Kyle's automatically recruited. Right. <laughs> given it's a given thing go and kyle find the evil book go go oh has kyle checked out this individual has kyle, kyle is in a bowl of kibble and having fun uh, with the one of the meat bones that uh you know somebody's tossed on the floor he's picked up and gone like ha the ham bone <laughs> earned it there's kyle <laughs> so kill grace and Bowden are on their third no no, Hell <laughs> Grace is just nursing. Hell Grace is nursing while I watch him Bowden slam him back. Yeah, Bodie, I turned away for a moment. <laughs> really I'm almost nice feeling sleepy. Time. Maybe three or four more. <laughs> so oh, about the time Bowden's got it, got his like six pack done. That's Rainier. Rainier comes over to the table, sits down, and everything else, and plops down next to you. Seems like, oh, holy smokes, it's been a day. Is Rainier one of the employees? No, Rainier is actually one of your business partners, and you actually know them. Okay. I'm glad that I know them. I was not aware that I knew them. It's actually is their business partner. I shouldn't say yours, but is the other is the other three's business partner. Sounds good. Can you guys like do intro here? He's a half step off of royalty. Rainier, this is Gal Grace. Gal Grace Rainier. (laughs) He goes, ah, enchanted to meet meet one of your kind. It's been a long time. Uh, you take a look at her. Respond to that. It's been a long time since someone said they were enchanted to meet me, George. <laughs> not twist the knife anymore. You know, that, that awkward moment where my internet keeps popping out at the wrong time, so I missed the entire thing you all said. So I'm going to go back later someone, and listen to it someone so was enchanted, the joke. Someone was enchanted to meet me. Oh, your English oh wow. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so Give that English accent a try. Rainier's a like, well, Sussex. It's a uh, Rainier's dressed a lot nicer than what you expect of anybody in the area. He's got, you know, you know, almost got that balance between the business and nobility dress, but more of a fashion sense. Think of better than uh, fancy pants. Yeah, much better than fancy pants. More I put tell, together. I tell Kel Grace a little, a little louder than I should. Yeah, his father ruled. His father ruled the city, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> So got it. That actually that actually spurs something in your memory because you remember Neverwinter was the open lord of Waterdeep. Everybody knows the open lords. He's just recently been disposed of uh, for embezzlement. Okay. Deposed. 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 Excuse me. Deposed. They didn't whack him. They just got rid of him. I mean, he's not sleeping with any fishies. He's just not ruling. (sighs) Okay, got it. I mean, that makes a big difference. So so you kind of look at him again because you would actually know. The open lord, you actually know the family, so you're like, ah, this is Rhaenyra Neverwinter, his son. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pleasure to see you again. Like, oh, that Rhaenyra. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, 
So yeah, that's my dad. Anyways, thought you guys might be impressed. I got the uh, managed to pull a few strings, and uh, we opened by the festival. You have done an amazing job, my friend. Yeah, I'm that damn <laughs> very good. modest. Very modest. Yeah. You'll learn I'm not <laughs> at all. Speaking of modesty, um, and he goes looking around at the stuff. He's like, you know, we could definitely use some redecorating here. We could, and, uh, you know, some improvement. And uh, I have something that actually might be interesting to you if you care to join me. But uh, unfortunately, my father's estate has been, uh, how shall we say, reacquired by the city. Oh, tomorrow I'm being given an opportunity to at least go to the state to take anything that is uh, of sentimental value to me out of a, out of a courtesy. Do you need uh, some help? Well, I was going to ask if you'd like to join and pick out maybe some decorate, pick out some stuff that we might want to take and put in here. Oh, why not? Free stuff. That's wonderful. Thank you. Lovely. We, we do have to. Well, if you think they might be open, we we, we really have some important information to impart to the uh, the magistrate of the North Ward. Although I doubt he'd be at his office tomorrow, given the festival. Are you talking about um? Oh, what's that? Oh, that's the Southern. Some jerk. Eric Erickson is a uh, guy in charge of the Southern Ward. Um, you're talking about uh, uh Borloff, Bor- Borlock or something. That's the one. Strangely enough, there's a Euphus uh, Euphus Borlock. Yeah, that would be the one. That's a name. Yeah, <laughs> Uf- yeah, it's a name for quite a quite a character. And he's every aspect of Borlock. <laughs> Strangely enough, word has it that uh, the Griffin Riders are actually saying he's missing. Uh, oh, he didn't report to his, uh, supposedly he didn't report last couple days to his post. Or nobody's been able to find him. Okay, then we will probably have to go make, take a visit over to our friendly neighborhood Dragon Rider or uh, Griffin Rider. Yeah, we, um, yeah, by all means. I'm sure there's always Griffin Riders up and moving around tonight, but uh, well, Lady Lady Penelope in particular, we'd probably be best off to to take this information to. Not familiar with that one. She's our bud. We're tight. Cool. Well, anyways, I will let you guys. Uh, he goes. Well, you know, what I should ask. Were you guys successful? What you want to do to the south of the city? Kind of. <laughs> That's what we need to talk to the, to Borlock about. But define success. Right. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know what, what goalposts can we move to call this a success. Right. We did not die. <laughs> was, well, like, okay. I would most of us did not circles, die. I would count that as a success. You all returned yes. alive. Yes. Most of us did not die. Most. Did one of you die? <laughs> Just one knocked on. Are you one of you a ghost? <laughs> don't say that too loudly. Leaf might get too happy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you keep talking about this ghost in here, Leaf. I've yet to encounter him. About Good. the time his hat sort of picks up. <laughs> he's like okay well beef this is our friend <laughs> there's no other response other than that. he sort of stops looks he's like okay maybe the wine has gone bad <laughs> I did not pay as much as i probably should have for it but anyways all right if you guys want to call tonight and go get a long rest we'll fast forward to the the, the scene in the morning that's next what, day that's where i'm heading um before i head is there anyone that I can, that I would know that I could network with to find a little bit out about our missing, I don't know, is he, is he a friend? Is he a foe? Whoever is the guy that's missing. Oh, the magistrate, Borlock? Yeah. Borlock's an acquaintance. <laughs> an acquaintance. <laughs> so Borlock is actually one of the, is the magistrate of the North Ward. Without too much of an issue, have, you know, doing a quick look around, you actually encounter somebody you've known before and they give you the base of the 411. Hey, North Ward Magistrate, bit of an ass, probably corrupt. Suspect, you know, there's always been rumors that he's a corrupt individual and for the right amount of coin, he'd look the other way. Some of the other rumors you've heard about him is he may have connections or, or, or be fairly friendly with the Black Network. Okay. Just from your background with what you do with smuggling and all the other good stuff you like to get into. Yep. Okay. So there's a chance that he's in the middle of the uh, war infections then. There is a good chance of that, yes. Figured I'd do a little reconnaissance since that's my style. Yeah, but for you, it's a very easy pickup. There wasn't there wasn't much for you to more of the time, more along the lines of get the names right, put the pieces together because you've heard most of the stories. Right. Um, okay, well, that sounds good. I mean, I've what I've prided myself on is my my network, so yeah, want to use it where I can. Yep, and if you'd like to, as a player, you can develop six contacts inside okay. of. Uh, 
water deep and place one in each of the wards. Okay. And that way you can use, you know, you can give me their names and everything else and what you think they would, uh, and based on the wards they're in, I'll, I'll help you design what type of history they'd have, what type of information you can get, you know, trade ward, south ward, dock ward, things like that. And we can, like we can actually build a whole small network for you that way and continue to increase how your character interacts. Sounds good. So go find a sidekick in the Burt Ward. <laughs> you have to be old to get that joke. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. Right. You're not old. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. I was taking the compliment. No, no. Burt Ward was Robin from the from Batman and Robin. Oh, that TV one. series. Yeah, you really have to. Yeah, that's almost beyond my time, too. Yep. Old, old, old. Because <laughs> there's a joke about that with Spokey the Bandit as well. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now that are just screaming, just dying laughter. No, yeah. No, that's not... <laughs> yeah, all two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're up to four dedicated listeners. Woo! Yeah, but they're, they're, a, they're a very vocal crowd. You know, the, the yeah. convention this year is going to be great. Okay. Is Father Dumas in the room where we left him when we met, when we left? Uh, is this the same night or do you want to do this the next day? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just checking in his room as I'm going to bed, seeing if he's around. I uh, know the, the room he was staying at is empty. I'll yell downstairs. Hey, Rainier, is, is Dumas still here? <laughs> he's like, and you hear Rainier go, hey, anybody named Dumas? You realize <laughs> he probably doesn't know who he is. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm six cups in. Don't yeah. really care. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, nope, I don't think he's here. He yells back up to you. All right. <laughs> Blam, face down. All right. <laughs> give me a uh, give me a dexterity check there, Bowden. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's either going to be impressive or horrible. Right in the dead middle. <laughs> I got, I got well, a you managed to at least oh. land your upper half, upper half of your torso on the bed as you pass out on the bed. You don't completely miss the bed. Right. All right. I have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all have in the, our younger days. <laughs> Next morning comes around. The uh, You guys are up early enough that it, it's quiet, uh, relatively quiet. And you can see, you can hear people going about the city, um, starting the day and everything else. The sun is up. So it's about 7 a.m. for you guys all. And you can hear the start of the day. You can hear some motion going on downstairs. Um, as you, the four of you make yourself ready, come downstairs, you, you realize that, uh, Paxton's pretty much there tending the bar. There's a couple of mimosas. Yeah. <laughs> he takes the time to set some drinks up and get some food out. And he goes, no problem. You know, very respectful to you, everybody across the board who's working with his bosses. Hair of but, my second favorite hound. <laughs> and, you know, he's, it looks like they've let a couple people sleeping on the, let, let them sleep in their stupors on the, on the table, sleeping off their hangover. But you do see Father Dumas sitting down there having breakfast by oh, himself. Good. That's um, I think yeah. we can we can we can give our report to Father Damas. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then can we can can we go to the estate sale? Yes, that's later. That's coming. Okay, that's later. Right. <laughs> Rainier is nowhere to be seen, so he's probably oh, gallivanting. He's, he's off still somewhere. passed out. He's doing something somewhere. Father Damas, I'm glad you're here. We've we've got some information, and it's unfortunate. It's good, good to see you. He goes, "How did your uh, journey south go?" Well, we survived. That's I'd about say, the best I can say. Because that is one that is one ominous, ominous way to start a conversation. Unfortunately, it is the, the witch's tomb has been broached, has been breached. Broach, breached. Broach, breached. Because the whoever it is successfully stole the bodies. They did, unfortunately. And there were too many of them for us to stop. I well, I don't even know where to begin. Because that's that's just more bad news on top of other bad news I've had in the last couple of days. I know. I'm. I'm so sorry about your daughter. I hope you haven't heard any more word about her yet. Have you? <laughs> my niece, actually. Not my that daughter. person. Yes. Yeah. That person. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, uh, she has not been seen anytime recently. So I'm not sure what's going on, but it would seem that uh, it would really seem that things have uh, gone quite astray. Apparently. Because last night I learned uh, I learned some other disturbing news that during the uh, attack the other night. The judge that sat that oversaw the trial of the witches was killed in probably one of the more gruesome ways that I've heard of. Should I ask? You should. You should. <laughs> he goes, well, considering it is uh, a mealtime, let's just simply say that his uh, some of his organs were removed. Ugh. His insides are now outsides. <laughs> no, they're not outside. They're 
missing. They're all gone. All gone. Yeah, all gone. All gone. <laughs> it made all that gone. Sounds personal. Yeah. You... Um, is it? Are they like significant, meaningful organs that oh, we should heart. take note yeah. of? Like the heart? I'd say. Well, I mean, obviously they they would kill him, but is it something that would be used for any sort of ritualistic? Thing? Would you like to roll a Arcana check there, Kelgrace? Absolutely. Do you have a? Are you proficient in that? Because if not, I can roll it, and you can. Well, I got oh. a twenty, so let's go. Oh, with yes. well, in that case, you're fine. You're great at it. Look at <laughs> you getting, very look much. At getting out, out arcane. Yeah, yeah, getting out arcane. So, <laughs> yeah, the heart. Cool? There are there are various organs: heart, liver, things like that. Uh, depending on the rituals, almost any of the organs within the bodies of creatures can be used for different things. But the heart is a key one. Mm-hmm. Generally used in rituals that would you know, necromantic witches. Really, the use of organs always is always in regards to necromancy, the, okay. you know, the dark magic. Right. Uh, most of the other most of the other arcane rituals steer clear of using those type of sacrifices or things like that. So this is the judge who put the the witches away, and they potentially want to use his heart to bring them back. You know, that's probably say put sentence them to death would be the more correct, but yes, you. <laughs> that's okay. that's the summation of it. Okay. Seems like they, they, they didn't pick the right heart. Didn't pick the right heart. <laughs> Father, have you heard about Borlock as uh, Magistrate Borlock as well? Uh, I've not seen or spoken with him since the uh, night of the attack, actually. Apparently no one has. He's gone missing. That was odd. With, uh, my, my, my contacts he, let me know that he was uh, perhaps a uh, in between the factions of, you're going to have to give me the words. The Black, the Black Network. The Black Network. Thank you. Yeah. May be related, may not. The Black Network is one of the more sinister criminal elements of Waterdeep. I don't expect the magistrate would have dealings with him in the way of pronouncing sentences and other issues on some of the members. I don't think he'd have a be involved in it other than that, other than dishing out you know punishment for those. Mm, unless he made a deal that went bad. It is possible, but he has always been one of the uh, more upstanding individuals. Did he have something to do with the witches himself in the same way that uh, the, the, the magistrate? Judge? He was actually the prosecution lawyer for oh, it. As so. I recall it, as I recall, he was also uh, he was also key in the discovery of the covenant. Well, so the judge that sentenced them to death has had his organs removed, and the magistrate that has that was responsible for uncovering their coven is missing. Is missing. This doesn't seem related at all. Nope. <laughs> Somebody like a Scooby Stack. And there's an entire <laughs> there's an entire group of these people. Well, um, I'm going to describe what I recall of the the leader, at least the leaders of the 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 crew that we discovered. Let's see. I can't recall what do they look like. Um, maybe a memory check of some sort. <laughs> Why don't you give me an intelligence check? Right. Or maybe somebody a little smarter could do it. I'll take. I'll actually. I'll take the uh, passive. <laughs> What's your passive? Ten. <laughs> Ten. You do recall that the one that you know there was aside from the werewolves, there was two females. One was a very dark-haired. One uh, stood about five six, five seven. Huge, the, incredibly tall. Got it. Yeah, incredibly tall. The sword she carried on her back was a giant claymore. That was like how she did not drag it on the ground is beyond you. She wore appropriate attire for delving in a tomb, leather boots, leather duster. A giant pyramid-shaped helmet <laughs> goes really well with a sword. Okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry yeah. different game altogether. Right. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Never really got a good look at her face, so it was really hard to tell other than the dark, long hair, the duster and everything else. The, um, the, other, the other one was was another female as well with a lighter lighter brown dark hair as well dressed more in what you know you'd call scholarly or wizard wizardly robes not so much dressed for traveling you do remember seeing some arcane uh designs on the cloak she wore and given the fact that she cast the teleportation spell she's definitely some kind of a wizard the one thing the one item you do recall was a large book almost like you know, with a leather strap and almost like a handbag style, big tome oh. book on the side with a with a strap over her shoulder, and then you had the uh, four large werewolves that were each one was each carrying a body of the uh, witch witches as they vanished with the teleportation spell. That's that's what I tell him. 
<laughs> uh, roll me a perception check as you're making the descriptions. Okay. Actually, all all four of you can. Or actually, yeah, all four of you can make a perception perception check if you like. Nope. I bodened it. You guys are starting Same. off the. You guys are starting off the night wonderful with wonderful rolls. <laughs> I, little, I rolled the highest with a twelve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a little hungover from my yeah, uh, yeah the, the, my body drinking experience. The travel and everything else is uh, thing is told. Uh, you do notice the the one thing you do notice Adrock is he seems to Father Duma seems to definitely take more drinks of his mug than what you'd expect in a short given time period. But other than that, he's like um, he goes the blade you describe. That's, it sounds like they stole that from the tomb as well. It was the uh, blade that was used to execute the witches with. It was because I don't know why I decided to entomb it with the uh, the leader of the coven, but he goes, the aura it just gave off was just pure evil. I didn't think it needed to be part of this world. I would agree. <laughs> but doesn't didn't, definitely did not seem pleasant when we were when we were near it. So, yeah. but yeah, he goes, Cal, Cal Grace just... continually wonders what I got myself into. <laughs> <laughs> a visit from a plimic or two. Yeah. So they managed to get the, these bodies. They got Garmina, Kelwin, Morgan, and Aria. Correct. But they did not get. I, I actually wrote these ones down. I'm pulling. I'm. I'm reading to him off my notes because <laughs> we wrote the names down. Like he goes. Okay. Um. He goes. Well, those are the actual. That are that. That is the. Um. Yeah. That. Are, that is the four covens. And um. Let me see how to pronounce the name correctly. I always screw names up unless I'm looking at them. <laughs> He goes, no, those are the four, those are the four witches that were uh, part of the coven. And uh, they did not get Gron Iron Tree nor some vampire looking dude. I've heard there's others. There were other creatures entombed down there, but I did not know who they were. The leader of the coven, I don't know if you knew the name or not, is uh, Lexiara. That would be all five of them. Who was Gorigan Ironbane? It was a rat, it was a wrathful spirit that we encountered in that in a tomb labeled with that, but we put that one down. Yes, honestly, I do not know other than uh, I do know the mound in the swamp down there uh, was used to entomb some of the most evil of souls that we that were encountered and tried. Oh, what was because that? I could I could definitely go to I could definitely go look up some records because I do not recall ever encountering the trial that dealt with that one. Or any of those. Okay. What 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 was that big lantern in there? There was like one room that had a lantern beyond a grate. We didn't approach it because it looked like it might be a defensive ward or some sort. But what was that? Being I've never been in there, he goes. My best guess is it's probably some defense to keep the things in that need to stay in and keep those out that need to stay out. That's what I assumed as well. It's really bad because I I really had to like keep myself from saying it was the defense against the dark arts. (laughs) (laughs) You're not incorrect there. Yeah, I'm just mixing up the storyline a little. (laughs) Dark arts. I mean, necromancy can be considered a dark art. There there were there were also some pests that we got rid of as well. (laughs) Okay. He just sort of raises an eyebrow at you, but a small green, obnoxious goblins we kill a bunch of goblins <laughs> he goes, ah he goes um the the benefits of being in a city uh you don't encounter some some of those as much as you do in the wilderness and from what i hear they're just it's a nasty thing to it they're a nasty thing to encounter they are not classy like this one which one do you point to <laughs> Adrock. <laughs> i'm not a goblin sir i know like i said not classy like you this, this like, one's classy <laughs> it seems a little bit disturbing what you guys have found out i mean it's like it's an unfortunate thing. It's like I don't I don't even know where to begin. He goes, Nor do we. The person we were gonna come back and tell us all about is gone. <laughs> he goes, Well, maybe maybe the captain of the Griffin Riders would be able to help you. That's that's our next step. We've got a, a couple of contacts at the Griffin Riders that might help. I can I can reach out to the captain, Julius, and uh give you an introduction. He's uh he's helped me before and he's uh he's a very honorable man. That would be much appreciated. Okay. About that time, you see, you know, you guys have been talking for maybe about an hour, having a, a nice breakfast of kind of surprised where the food came from. You're looking, it's like, oh, not bad. You know, chips, cheese, meats, some fruits, and everything else. Fruits might just be a little bit past, let a little past the overripe level <laughs> type okay. stuff. But other than that, it's not bad. About the time you see Rainier sort of stumble through the door and look around and go, whew, cool, I'm back here. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm supposed oh, to be somewhere. Early, or at least before noon. Someone had oh, a night. 
at the at the keep or at the castle? He goes, why would I go to the castle? Oh, my father's estate. That's what it was. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I, I was coming back to see you all. That's right. Redecorating. Right. And he looks over. He goes, Paxton, give me give me the hair of the dog. I'm going to need it for later today. I got to sober up. Be careful. The dog's almost bald. <laughs> <laughs> like if you wouldn't groom it so much, it wouldn't be bald. Right. <laughs> Kyle looks up. <laughs> Kyle's just looking up going, hey, there's meat on the table. I'll take, right. some meat. I'll, t- I'll take some food. So I sneak him some meat. Yep. <laughs> or how's a, how's a girl? Father Dumas is finishes chit chatting with you. He goes, Oh, um, he goes, something else to note from I, I have I don't have the full details yet, but uh apparently some of the it would seem some of the uh families of the jurors that took part in the uh in the trial were also attacked that same night. Did any survive? Um, I believe so, but I think some are missing. He goes, I figured I'd at least take some time today to go go ask around after the uh, news of the judge and as well as uh, Magistrate Morlock. Hmm. Well, how about we report back with what we find? I'll talk to the, I'll talk to the, the head of the guard uh, and uh, maybe you'll catch some more information from the families and we can bring our information together tonight and see what happens. Sounds good. I guess meet back here about dinner time. Sounds good. Sounds good. He bids you all a good day and he seems to step out the door fat, a little bit quicker than you'd expect him to. But he does step out. And Rainier sits down, has some breakfast and everything else. As he steps out, I'm going to follow him out quickly and and pull him to the side. Father, one quick question. Yes. What was your involvement with the trial of the witches, if any? Give me a persuasion roll there, Bodhi. Okay. Actually, let me me give you a choice. You want to use persuasion or you want to use intimidation? Just persuasion. Okay. I'm I'm doing it out out of concern more than anything else. Concept roll. He's a whiz. Ah, Odin rolled a rolled a six with his plus three bonus. Comes a nine. <laughs> he goes. I oversaw the. I gave the witches their last rites before their execution and saw that they were properly interned. Are you concerned that you might be targeted in the same way these others have been? Thought has crossed my mind quite well. Is there some way we can help? ensure your secure your safety i am open for suggestions on that on that i do not know if anywhere is safe i mean i could go into hiding but it would seem that if whoever was doing this was able to find jurors from 20 years ago as well as the judge and the magistrate it doesn't seem like you could actually hide from this whoever they are well you could always surround yourself with people who are definitely in your court <laughs> i can do or <laughs> we could use him as <laughs> you hear Adrax sort of telepathically say something to you. <laughs> um, he goes, but it is hard for me to stay still and stay protected when there's others that need my help. I understand. Considering they travel with werewolves, at least in the sunlight, I may be safe. At night, maybe a different story. Well, you're as safe as you can be with us. So please know that you're you've got a home here as long as you need it. I greatly appreciate that, Bowden, and uh, I will definitely be taking you up on that offer. I will see you at dinner time. Sounds good. All right, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> Just so you guys are aware, based on the roles and everything else, the level of information changes. So the higher the role, the better the information, the less the roles. To... Yeah, okay. The less you deal. know and the less <laughs> that the uh, podcast listener knows. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's kind of a twofer with that one. Yeah, the DM's screwing everybody this. <laughs> the, the mystery deepens. <laughs> I feel like at some point you're gonna have to like back record stuff for the uh for the podcast listeners that we don't know just so they can be like <laughs> suckers right <laughs> no i think i'd do that in post arc and everything else after the arcs all finished and i can put it together and go well this is what was missed <laughs> but if only bowden hadn't rolled that six <laughs> all of water deep would not be a smoking crater there's always that possibility that adrock would have rolled that six and created the same thing <laughs> so with that being said Rainier seems to enjoy going on about you know how well he's got the place up and running talks about some of the teaming agreements he's got with a couple meet with the food vendors things like that he goes he goes whenever you're ready i'm happily to we'll head over to my father's ex-estate and see what we can um look at acquiring for this place let's go this is you we are partners in this and he looks at the Three of four of you. Kel Grace sort of leaves you out because he's just like, you came in after the fact. You guys take a ride in a carriage heading north into the uh, north district and everything else. And you get to 
one of the larger complexes that takes up about half a block that's walled off. It seems like Rainier's father did very well for himself. Well, well-appointed house, you know, type of house where you got to open the gate to enter inside the port, uh, inside properly. Uh, it's got the nice green open green space in it. It has, you know, the carriage house for, it have like the carriage house to stable horses and some type of conveyance. Uh, looks like servants' quarters, and then a decent size, about three story, lack of a better term, mansion. As you guys pull up, you guys are kind of surprised that, other than the doorman that helps you guys in, there are no, there's nobody else around, and it's sort of like walking into the big empty house uh, as if everybody had just left and is just waiting to be packed up and taken away. What happened to the staff? Uh, and that's where you hear the door. The doorman's like, I am the only one on, on duty today. Uh, the rest of the staff has been given the day off, as I was told. Is it still party day? Yeah, it is shield meet day. Would that be a normal occurrence for staff to have party day off? I'm not even going to attempt to say what you just said. So shield meet. Party day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shield meet. It goes on. Well, it is it is something once every four years, but normally we have a, we normally have a skeleton staff on hand. And this is unusual for me to only be here. Uh, but I was told to expect to stop by and um, look for belongings, so to speak. He goes, the house is yours. I will not. I will be out here if you if you need anything. We appreciate you taking the time to be here for us. It is my job to uh, make sure people are announced and uh, the property is secured. We merely under- We merely want you to understand that you're appreciated for that. <laughs> like so be it. Our uh, reader starts walking around. He goes, have a look around. I mean, it's uh, if there's something that you. Think the uh, might go well inside the uh, the manor? By all means, mark it somehow, and we'll uh, figure out how to get it loaded up and returned. Mm, okay. And uh, he walks off. He goes up main set of he goes up the stairs that are up on the left side of the entryway, and heads up to. It seems like he knows where he's going. He doesn't. Uh, is he hiding, or is he like feeling particularly sad about this, or any other sort of emotion, or is he basically pretty much being straight up about this whole thing? It's more like a nostalgic memory for him of at some point he probably lived here. Okay. Um, so he's looking at this from, I haven't, you get the impression he hasn't been here because when he walked in, he, he stopped for a minute, looked around and everything else. And you'd almost see him sort of reverting back to the, however long it's been since he's been here. Yep. Um, but after he, he gives you the permission to go scrounge through the house, you, like I said, he, Takes the stairs, heads up the stairs, and makes a left turn as if he's definitely got a place to be in the house. Okay. Well, you got the formal sitting room on your left. You got a formal dining room on your right as you come in. Beyond the final dining room, there's the kitchen in the back, you know, open foyer. You got almost like a music room on the first level. So you got about four or five different rooms on the first level. Probably more opulently decorated than your, ta- you know, if you're going for the garish look, garish, gaudy style look you could probably do a hodgepodge of colors things like that so i'm looking for high quality high utility you know things that things that aren't so gaudy that they would get stolen but things that are high enough quality that they would be very useful and appropriate like i said you guys can pretty much design how you'd like to walk through here and go we're going to take, we want these chairs, we want this table, we want these kitchenware, things like that. And, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of want a piano so we can do like a Rapunzel scene of like, I have a dream. <laughs> that, there, like uh, I did say there was uh, various rooms in there and there is a... I, I heard music room. There so is a music I'm, I'm room I'm thinking with piano. grand piano. There is one. Um, we can, I, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm just envisioning like how much entertainment this will provide. Yep. Are, there any, are there any doors that would fit through? Oh yeah, they're double doors, and it would uh, probably take a, a crew to be hired to actually move it. <laughs> yeah, type of stuff. So That's as Rio said, he said, just mark the stuff that you want, and he'll make sure it gets uh, transported out. How many piano tuners are in Waterdeep? Enough. <laughs> Look, this is like the practical side that I am not <laughs> interested in. <laughs> so I pull out my dagger and I start putting X's on things we want. No. More oh, dungeons. Excellent. More. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Absolutely. That's just about as good as me using my fire breath on all of them. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Hey, I, I actually can magical tinker them so I can put a little note on them. Take this. Take yeah. this. Yeah. Take this. 
Oh, that would be horrible. So, well, we're leaving, so I don't care. Take me, take me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you're walking around, I need everybody to give me a perception roll as you guys are moving throughout the house. Oh, we've done so well so far. So. <laughs> Bowden rolled, in, uh, rolled a five with his plus three bonus gives him an eight. Chris <laughs> oh. rolled a three plus one. I want to know how much of this is just now the system just messing with you, Bowden, because yeah. this is you get a lot of low rolls. Yeah, that's just crazy. Um, it is. I, I was even debating with myself, just saying, you know, I really should just take the passive on this one. Yep. Then I said, nah, I've got a plus three. I'm going to roll this. Oh, there it is again. Adrock, as you're walking by, walking back past the staircase, you look up and you notice there's a there's another individual that catches out of the corner of your eye that passes across the open second floor uh, landing in the same direction of that Rainier went to. You're guessing by the uh, style of dress, probably one of the housemates. I'm gonna go up there because there's no, there's not supposed to be anybody here today. Said the the plot giver. So I'm I'm gonna quietly, uh, give me a stealth quietly and quickly follow. I have a plus four and I'm proficient. There you go. Which gives me a sixteen. You guys, I I saw it. That's the only reason I'm doing it. Otherwise, you should do it because. But you're not unless you're next to me. If you're around me, so you'll see well, I mean, it. I was close to you. I feel like I should you guys, go with you. Yeah, go with. So me. what goes on is you you see Kel Grace, you see Adrox sort of turn and look, and all of a sudden he does that slink up the you know he slinks up, he moves up the stairs rather quickly, but stops and sort of leans against the wall, and uh, it's almost as he's trying to maintain a a sneakiness and uh, trying to peer <laughs> around. Kel Grace, you see that Chip and Bowden, you sort of notice that. Ad, as you guys turn to look for where Adrox at, you see him bounding up the stairs in a quiet, you know, it's about as soft as soft as a cat going up the stairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and, and Bowden, as you do that, see Kel Grace follow. So go ahead and give me a stealth roll there, Kel Grace. Four plus six is ten. And you I catch, am not rolling today. You catch one of the, uh, you know, you as you're moving up the the stairwell, you catch one of the actual paintings. You get that eek, sort of moving, and you catch it before it falls on the ground. Hang it back up. Bowden, I look at her and I raise an eyebrow. Yeah. Like, really? Really? The well, no, it's one. fine. Like, this is my expertise, and apparently I just <laughs> suck today. I'm just having a rough day. But as you look at uh as you look at Kel Grace and you go back, you notice the servant opens a door, steps in, and, and through the open doorway, you see Rainier standing in what appears to be like the moment you get a glimpse of it in the office because it's got that big desk against a big, big open window. And uh in the short moment that the door is open, you see Rainier, Rainier's backs towards you, facing the desk and everything else, and the door closes as the individual walks in. I'm going to run up there now. <laughs> okay. Well, a simple shopping trip has taken a dark turn. Who knew that Rainier and our adventures would be at the former residence of Neverwinter? Tune in next time to see if our quartet can protect Rainier. Thank you for listening to Smash, Lit, and Roll, and have a great day.